Because this game isn't about skipping nights. It's about the leg work. You got to watch. You got to be out there. You got to be hitting the beat. Which means it's time for Verbal Tap to show the proof fighting way easier from outside the cage. I'm your host, Kevin, and clearly finally did some work after a long break, and I'm going to be annoying about it. With me, of course, Rafis Barza. Raf, how are you? Good. Is that introduction for MMA still, or is that like a high school musical lyric? I'm absolutely buzzing with okay. lyrical genius right now, okay. Okay. only because I just watched the Abercrombie documentary. <laughs> okay. And I'm taken back to a time of deep regret, so I'm in artistic freedom. It's great. Okay. Well, listen, I'm glad that you've found yourself again. I think that's very good. Um, You were messaging me, though, because you were telling me this weekend's card was quite amazing. Um, I got a couple notes that it was weird, and I think the first of which, and I don't know if you saw this. Yes, uh, they said it was a little weird. I think it's, they meant to say random because it was a random card. And that was something that you were talking about last week, yeah. right? Yeah, I, and I owe this card a deep apology. I would like to <laughs> just stop and mea culpa it for a minute because uh, I was uh, I, maybe I used some strong language last week and I've seen the light of more knowledge. Raph, I sat down, watched these fights with my son, my wife. We enjoyed the ever living fuck out of the main card it was absolutely stunning fight to fight one of the best ufc cards i can i don't i'm stacking it up there in a really great card lineup of every fight had something unique and nuts about it okay i don't know if you started this early but the one that caught my attention first and foremost is that mike jackson do you see all the way down at the bottom of the card here <laughs> yeah, let me script. So no, didn't okay. see it. And thank you for already poking a hole in my machismo about hey, hey, listen, I'm very proud of you because Mike I Jackson. didn't watch. I didn't watch. But can you read to me how he won? He went to Dairy Queen. <laughs> he did. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. He was disqualified. Yeah. Yes. But but was he disqualified? Can, if we, he won? can we change? Is, is that a thing <laughs> from now on? When someone gets disqualified, I'll be calling it going to Dairy Queen. <laughs> Absolutely fine. But what does this imply? Does this imply that he eye gouged and they said, you're the winner? I believe, actually, I this, that would explain. I'm sorry, there's moments that come together in my father riddled brain. <laughs> they were talking a lot about eye pokes on the, on the broadcast. So... And now I'm maybe catching up on why. Here's essentially the gist that I got, which is that Mike Jackson. He runs a publication. So he's a photographer and Mike the Truth is what he's known as. I really don't have anything against him. Like he battles the good battles that we all do in media. So he's been there. He understands it um, independently produced and published. So props to him. He famously, Kevin, fought CM Punk in perhaps the worst fight anybody has ever seen in the UFC. Okay. Actually, I think I don't remember that. So that makes sense. It was the second CM Punk fight. And if you recall, the first fight with CM Punk when he fought Mickey Gall, friend of the show, he, you know, he didn't do good. So he didn't make it past the first round. I don't think I'm alone in thinking Mickey Gall retired him from the ufc i'll check with some friends and the listeners see who else remembers that there was a second fight but go on well the second fight i 
famously said, I was like, you know, it just would have been nice if he made it out of the first round. That's all I was asking for him. I didn't think he was going to win. I was just like, hey, he's getting a bad rap because this is a warning he be to there. the first five minutes of anything to the breaks. <laughs> plumbers take two minutes after coming to your house so, to the waitress that sees you and doesn't give if you need oh water. God, I remember that. that and so to good. you, first period. I'm going to get out of you. There you go, Raph. I just cut a promo for getting out of the first period. Thank you, and I appreciate that. Here's it the sad took a part. While. Did you realize it was a promo until I said it? Or um, <clears throat> You know, I, I have this Skype delay sometimes where oh when I God. hear something coming and it comes down the pipeline, I think of it like a broadcaster getting fed some information. So sometimes when it comes to me, I go, I don't know what this is involved with but i'm gonna hear it out and when i heard you starting to do the promo i go mm, i'm gonna back away i'm gonna let him have the floor here he's clearly got a vision on this one and you did but kevin <laughs> cm punk mike jackson they fought all three rounds and it was so bad it was so sloppy we were all embarrassed nobody wanted to be there after the first round i famously remembered saying oh it was bad to want to see a second round okay that's my bad i hear everybody i'm sorry now mike jackson somehow has gotten more fights in the ufc sure whatever he has the distinguishing trait of winning in multiple formats without winning like he has a weird ass series of like losing he has a no contest against cm punk a win via dq and a loss in the UFC to, of all people, Mickey Gawley. So it's a very strange record. But the reason he like won this weekend is because of his opponent, Dean Barry, made like three or four errors, like three or four illegal hits in one round, and then was bitching a little bit later to say, like, I can't believe this bum won. This guy doesn't deserve to win. I can't believe he's out there celebrating. And Mike's like, dude, you fucked up, like, multiple times. You did this to me. I don't know what else to say about you. He might have also put something about white privilege in there. I'm not going to get too much into that. But, okay, that just shows you the bad blood that happened over the weekend, Kevin. Oh, my. I'm uh, watching a little bit of footage. That's yeah. un, it's unusual too, if because who stops it, right? And typically, when they say DQ, it's not like that's the ref saying this isn't a ref stoppage because the fighter can't go on. This be saying you got to stop it. Yeah, yeah. I also see the next slide line is Mike Jackson calls Dean Barry a dirty cheating mother, and it blanks out. So yeah. So that's why I think it started weird. And if you heard on the commentary, they were getting a little bit more antsy as it went on. However, <clears throat> talking about weird again, you know, it's great when the jujitsu people start putting the same clip out and guess what clip they put out the what? clay Guida knee bar. So, so can I rank ugh. the submissions? Cause I don't want to, do. I'm, and I'm curious your feedback, but there were several good ones on the main card. We have two guillotine chokes. We have a knee bar and an arm triangle. Okay, well, if this is the Oscars, right, um, obviously both the guillotine chokes are going to get into each other's way. Great choke. Call Joe Wilk. Tell him you owe copyright infringement. But he's been doing it for 40 years. Not clear number three. 
taking us to the knee bar and the standing arm triangle, Raph. And this is tough. <laughs> That's right. This is really effing tough. But when the choke of the podcast is performed in such a manner that it taps someone against the cage and then drops them, because make no mistake, the tap and then drop because, well, not being able to breathe makes it really hard to make your legs work. Not a doctor. That was exactly what Jessica Andrade did to Amanda Lemos and just in the nick of, of time. Raph, because Amanda Lemos looks like one of the most vicious, calm strikers and was peppering, got one or uh, got a few good shots. And Andrade, knowing exactly what was going on, pins her up against the cage, doesn't quite have the hand, mm-hmm. but we're not answering the phone because it of where it attacked, the bicep was too deep. Mm. Chokes her. With a few adjustments of the wrist, mostly using strength and the cage as leverage more than specifically the hand, puts her out, drops her, never been done before. So in the same way that the jiu-jitsu community has gone batshit over the buggy choke and that side control is not safe anymore, you mean to tell me in MMA, standing up isn't safe anymore from jiu-jitsu? Love it. I love it because this is going to unleash holy hell on this move. And I'm here for it. I want to see it everywhere. You know, there's at least four jujitsu fighters that are like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? What have I been doing? This is amazing. <laughs> I'm going to have to find like a wall mat to just rush somebody and try and hit that on and be like, no, no, I want to be cool like her. It's kind of, I remember Jibera always being like, see if you lift their head up and create more leverage, which, right, people do that. But he really does that um, <laughs> Hibero jerk motion to get your head up and then, like, pops you upward and chokes you. It's kind of like that, right? You're just stuck. There's no angle. Could you, I want, try this. You train with MMA fighters. You ready? Uh, yes. Um, Milton's place does have a cage. Um, so it is good to know. Um, I'm just curious. I'm sure standing wise, it's a pretty interesting, uh, ability to put it in, but maybe we'll see Marcus Koval being like, I'll tell you why this would never work. <laughs> <laughs> this is a terrible move. Can't do it. <laughs> I don't believe it until I see the dust dude do it, but <laughs> Kev, so what else was happening? So you, you made some submissions. Now let's go to Nevar. All yeah, right. Okay. I'm, I'm done. The arm triangle was unbefuckable leaveable in it round one two minutes it was amazing clay guida mm. whom i genuinely every time <laughs> i it's the worst because i'm like oh my god clay guida right i keep forgetting deep in the ponytail so he didn't have the hair down it kind of mm. just looked like a, a really tight nubbin forgot again i was like hey, this guy looks nervous <laughs> Because I had gone out to get a beer, I came back post intros. Because it's new intro guy, it's not, I don't have buffer time. Right. I, new intro guy gets through it in one fourth of the time. Love it, but didn't calculate correctly. That was my bad. I'll just Clay Guida put his knee on Claudio Pueyes the first time he started to take him, Raf. And I've never seen someone like hook a wrist in on almost an omoplata is what he did, but then he got caught like halfway between. He just kept the wrist in a almost triangle position for a few minutes. Then he didn't. Clay started to get spastic, got really pissed when he couldn't get the hand free, 
went to transition over and Claudio plays. I, you don't want to do that with him. The knee bar montage. And I love it because it's one of my favorite submissions that I've, I don't hit. Mm. I just don't. Grabs the knee. Real popped it, by the way. Not yeah. like uh, the full, but enough to where you see the first pressure. Clay Guida trying to process, which seems insane to me, given this guy's reputation and previous fight history. It's like no one does this. Extended the knee bad. Clay was limping. He got up uh, in some pain. Yeah, if I was Clay, I thought to myself, I would have yelled out, hey, that wasn't around when I started. But I thought that might be rude. It was as close to a verbal tap. As mm. more you would get from Clay Guida. It was like a real, uh, uh, <laughs> he started a deep breath. I want to tell you this, Kev. It is, um, it's hard to watch when something good at jiu-jitsu happens to someone that you like, that you look at and you go, man, I really do appreciate Clay Guida. And maybe he should have retired, but I don't think anybody can have that conversation with him. I think it's too hard. I think you start to have that conversation and much in the same way he runs in and out of the ring, I think that's what he does when you get around to that conversation of, hey, we think you should, hey, come back here, Clay. We're not done. <laughs> Shit, he knew we were going to talk about retirement. So what makes it a little sadder is that when I went to go teach some jujitsu this week, I might have done the same. I might have said the same. But it was known as the Clay Guida knee bar, and I thought, this feels wrong but it was the quickest way that everybody understood what i was talking about it's time to explain the, the clay gui bar everybody ready your braces but up. normally people get shit named after them when they do it to somebody else this was just one where i said did you guys see on the ufc there was a knee bar and everybody goes eh. and i go did you see it happen to clay guida that clip on espn or something oh yeah yeah the clay guida knee bar and it's like well not Sure. Yes. Okay. If that gets us on page A, awesome. Neba. But yeah, I definitely had a lot of people at the open mat the next day trying to hit that on me. It was very confusing. And I looked at people and I said, hey, guys, I, I'm not saying I'm the best at this, but maybe I'm a little more on high alert and know not to extend my leg because you try to break it because you saw it on TV yesterday. Yeah, I'm I also not going to let some thick person get an underhook on me and pin me up against anything in the near future because <laughs> I'm going to get undrodged to the floor. I know it's coming. Yeah, you see a big submission like that. I guarantee Nibar's stock is up 140% on the jiu-jitsu exchange yeah. right now. You bring up a, a good use like a verbalization of her name, like Andraged. Andraged sounds like a really good perfume. Like she should go into business for this and be like, "What are you wearing today?" It wakes I'm you up. Oh, sorry, Andraged. It wakes you up. There you go. Now I nailed the time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you fucks in the same room. It's not as easy. Sometimes you get a fucking spark and you say, hold on, let me do the bit. And then you do your bit. Damn it. Use take two, Scotty. <laughs> and the sad part is everybody who's listened to our show for years knows there's not a take two. There's no this, Scotty. This just, there's there's no neither. <laughs> so, okay. Next fight. I'm going to go down the line. Please Ma do. Macy Barber versus Montana De La Rosa. Better name on the planet. There's not the no. Montana De La Rosa. This fight 
was the only decision on the card, and it was also, again, unbelievable. I thought Montana had a pretty good, clear win in, I think it was the second round she pretty much dominated. Outside of a few minutes, no one dominated end-to-end. Macy's energy and like now overall just calmness has gotten a little she's been fighting every two weeks. It's absurd. She really this was impressive. Calls out people in the next level, also had a sweet message before. Just the whole package in terms of next marketable UFC star. Macy Barber. Big prediction from that night. She's she's gonna be on main cards moving forward. She needs to be. She was a highlight here, but uh, Montana De La Rosa is also a badass. So it was a good fight. Lando that is awesome. Bonata. Yes, I was about to say, I was like, I, I'm ready for you to get the Lando because that's still one of our favorite names in the show. Lando <laughs> Venata almost got his head taken off by Charles Jordan, who punched him pretty aggressively hard in the face beforehand. This was the second guillotine choke in a row, Raph, and the crowd was jacked. Nice. This one, by the way, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. One-handed. <gasps> one effing armed. He kept holding his right arm away while he had his left. Um, I'm sorry. His opponent's right arm was holding that like protect your neck arm. So they were kind of locked there, and he had his left underneath the neck. Just deep. Hold on. Sorry, Kevin. Somebody's crisscrossed. Somebody sent me uh, the wildest dunk of the year. And I need you to affirm or not affirm because this is your area. I was like, oh, I'm not going to take this. And then I saw it was a dunk, and I go, that is show business. So I actually have to. I actually cannot deny that. I'm going to send that to you, but continue, please. No, absolutely. Thank you. And, you know, the audience got a chance to, uh, well, here it is. What is it? Jaw dunk of the year. Yep. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't affirm. Yes. Looks, looks like the, the best dunk of-, dunk of the year from John Morant, who does play basketball a little like it's an MMA match, <laughs> which I really dig. And, I cannot say enough mm. about what Mark Andre Body Hall okay. <laughs> did to Jordan Wright. Because it was one of my favorite telecasts, as you know. Paul Felder up Cormier's ass while they're all just having fun. Pretty sure it was Felder. <laughs> it's nice that you're, there's that little bit of uncertainty of. Uh, uh, Truth turned turned off the audio. God bless you. Yeah, I had a real moment where I was like, you know what? We don't need this. Let's play some music while we're watching. Uh, We also played uh, Jeopardy on our robot. (laughs) I have to tell you, turning off the commentary, I think will extend our life expectancy. (laughs) I had to. I was so done. It was driving me absolutely absurd. It was an apex, so it's not their A crew. Right, they're they're bringing in the B team. Daniel Cormier started this thing where he walks off and screams people's name, which is great. <laughs> except like, oh, God, all you no. can see is someone trying to find the door <laughs> while he's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, Mitchie Barber." He's like, "Who told you to walk out of the cage while you're doing this?" Stop. You know what it is? Say they the put so much pressure on him to get out of that cage and back to the broadcast booth. <laughs> 
but like every <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking that? about because he doesn't even wait to like say the full syllable. He's walking he might away. Get two syllables of a name and be like, "It's me." Oh, he's gone. Yep. To be and fair, I want to be very honest. <laughs> he's doing what my dad does. Cormier exit stage right. Cormier exit stage right. <laughs> He's doing what my dad does, and I've talked about this on the show, where my dad, when we get together for dinner at, like, a restaurant, just like we did this weekend, we got together for his birthday. Right after the check is paid, we're all supposed to sit down and talk. We haven't seen each other in a while. And then my dad just gets up and starts to leave. He doesn't announce, like, all right, let's go home, or all right, I've had enough. Just gets up and goes. And then I'm always the first to go, oh, all right, well, everybody, let's get our stuff. I think that means it's time to leave. Like, it's the perfect power move. But when I go up to ask him about it, I go, are you ready to go? And he goes, yeah, I got my stuff. Look at this. I'm clearly leaving. Let's go. And I just thought to myself, I was like, do you think maybe to say let's go? And he goes, eh, too much time. That's what DC is doing with the names. The difference is DC is not my dad's age. So I don't know how early this hit for DC. Maybe it's just being a dad. I don't know. But DC, when he is pronouncing a name, if he didn't have a microphone that moved with them, a stationary microphone just right there, you would hear it like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, maybe <laughs> Like, that's how dumb it sounds. <laughs> he pissed me off for, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm actually glad you know exactly. That feels really good. People mm. out there, it's nice to have friends that validate your feelings, see what's happening, <laughs> and are like, yeah, why does he do that? Okay, next fight. Well, no, 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 that was the Jordan Wright one. That's what I called out. Yeah, oh, and hold on, the broadcast, though. Mm. Couldn't shut up about how Jordan Wright was going to beat the shit out of Marc-Andre Imperial. And then before they could really like get the rest of their argument out, and you know how they do that. I get it. Sometimes it sounds like a podcast. And I don't think they understand the way there's a fine line between hyping someone and talking about their ability to run over someone. You can hype someone's skills, which is a little bit more what Rogan does without being like, his striking is so much superior to Mark on tries and they're doing that for like three minutes. Mark throws a punch and then guillotines the shit out of him as he takes him down and they're like, Whoa, and they lose their mind. They were surprised by every outcome rap because it was almost like they couldn't believe it after their own bullshits. So that's when I shut it off. Shut it off after Macy Barber. Can I just say that we don't know him. Jordan is somewhat connected by friends of the show, but I don't know him personally. Um, so I always have my friends. Beautiful like, thighs. Very much so. He, I think he's known as, what is it, the Beverly Hills Ninja or something? Like something is his yeah, nickname. Just the prettiest, meanest human. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, that's his nickname. Actually, it is the Beverly Hills Ninja. He uh, has had multiple fights in the UFC where they have been like, he's going to crush. And I feel like it's been the kiss of death because he's been knocked out. And I remembered him getting knocked out by Joaquin Buckley. And I thought, Oh, I was told this was not supposed to happen. <laughs> and again, in MMA, it's one thing to know anything can happen. It's just in this particular instance, they get so high on it. And I thought, Oh, good. 
I'm happy my friends will be happy. And then when it happens, they all go radio silent and I feel them. And I definitely want to make sure that I'm not being disrespectful here. But there's a little bit of the UFC hype machine that gets lost in the translation of like, he cannot be just, oh, um, hmm. Yeah. And well, I'm, I'm confirming it, to make sure I haven't remembered this. It was Felder. I effing knew it. There you go. I'm always making sure when Brandon Fitzgerald is calling that I'm not accidentally being like, did I tune out Anik again? I didn't mean to. I love him. I just uh, don't hear a word he says. <laughs> I hear yeah, it is a beautiful melodic tone of coverage. Sure. Compared to. So this was a low night in coverage history and no one's going to care. And that bothers me. Yeah. I'm sorry, man, but I'm so proud that you took the reins for the show. I didn't watch any of it except for the clips that I saw the next day. And it was so nice to just have you be like, Raph, I got it because I wasn't doing nothing. I was out covering and Kevin, I had an impacted day. I was at the same venue essentially for about 10 and a half hours. Damn. Let's yeah. go to your day. Yeah, yeah. No one, no one. Raph keeps serial killer hours. He just <laughs> happens to work. Thank God. We'll yeah, all let you. you know. If we, <laughs> <laughs> so we, glad. Uh, if we took that away, everybody in LA needs to be concerned, but we're Thank fine. You, Kevin. Thank you. Kevin. And you're it's... very well adjusted. So I think we're good to go here. Where were you? I went to what's your alibi (laughs) (laughs) Kevin's gonna start his true crime spinoff verbal tap what we didn't know uh yes that that'll do very well Uh, I went to a promotion called Jim Crashers so Jim Crashers has a team grappling event three versus three and they had some big names in there they had Elder Cruz Steven Martinez um, a host of really, really good up and comers like my friend Oscar from J Pages. So it was really cool to see some big names. Is there in any this tournament. construction that happens that does sound like a DIY type show? It is a little bit. So Jim Crashers, we are going to redo that corner of the mats. <laughs> Jim Crashers definitely sounds like we'll get it done for you. Four like, days, yeah, I... you're going to have a state of the art jiu <laughs> facility. <laughs> And it's run by our friends, uh, Rob and, and John and all these great people who I love. And they had reached out and said, hey, do you want to photograph this? And I said, absolutely. And lo and behold, my sister wanted to come, too. So we got to actually spend a whole bunch of time together. And it was great. So that ended. Um, I want to say congratulations. I think their name was Team Goon. I don't remember it precisely, but it's the folks from Arizona. So it was Adrian Nez. Uh, Oscar, I don't know the third gentleman's name. It escapes me. I apologize. Oh, no, it's Isa Abel. So I did know all three. Yes, they were great. And um, there was a really bad break on a knee that happened in the final round. So we obviously sent our hopes and, and good thoughts to that young gentleman. He's already put out a note being like, I don't give a fuck. I'm savage. And I was like, hey, man, I hope that you recuperate very well. But uh, best wishes to him. But it felt weird because then we had to be like, hey, congratulations. You guys won money, though. So I don't want to take away from the win. Uh, I want to make sure we acknowledge that. But, yeah, they had some great jiu-jitsu. Lots of fun. Got some photos of it. Very much enjoyed my time. Now, Kevin, there's an intermission that happens. 
So at about three hours later, they were going to host an MMA event. So they were grappling in a cage that they were going to use for MMA in a few hours. And it's through true promotions. So it's an AMI show. It's great. You get to see young and up and coming talent. And I saw some really good fights. But what did we do in those like two and a half, three hours? You might be asking yourself. Well, my sister and I went to go get food. When we come back in, we see that there's a ring being assembled and put up in another part of the venue. And I said, oh, is it in a ring? Is the MMA fights? Are they in a ring? Are they outside here? And they said, no. Actually, Raph, in between the shows, there's a pro wrestling event. I was like, I'm sorry, what? And they go, yeah, we're, we're putting on a, it's like for families, we're going to put on a pro wrestling event outside. Your face at this point must have really <laughs> been picture worthy. You're, if only your amazing. sister had known to be like, excitement, <laughs> captured. Well, because what she's thinking at the time is, I've never been to a pro wrestling thing. So she has no clue what she's expecting or in for. And I tell her, I go, get your camera ready. She goes, okay. And I go, just shoot it. They'll play up to you. It's going to be amazing. And Kevin, it was similar to, as people who work in comedy, it was similar to watching people who do improv, working on their characters at the groundlings. <laughs> and these people who were performing were not only so committed to their characters, they made it so fun. The kids were really getting involved. So you think about it. If you bring kids to an MMA event, eh, they might get bored, especially if it goes late. This was the perfect palate cleanser. And I went as far as to put up a note later that night that said, don't invite me to your hybrid MMA slash grappling events unless this is the intermission because it was the missing component. And I was so happy. I smiled so much. I saw my friends who are all kind of like somewhat fans of pro wrestling, but they know how much I enjoyed it. They started getting out their phones and recording videos of it and then sending it to me and be like, dude, wasn't this great? And I go, I've made my stance very clear. This was amazing. I mean it. I, I If you are a promoter and you don't do this, I can't promise you I'll be there. <laughs> I would very much. You know what? I There's a comedy show that has like Lucha Libre. Yeah. Out here it sounds very similar. I think you would enjoy it so much. I think you would enjoy it more than the real thing. No disrespect to those reformers, real thing. But there's something about the indie wrestling world, Kevin, that one of my friends says, I've never been to a wrestling event. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Like, I've never been to a WWE event, but I've gone to indie shows. And I go, what do you think of them? And they go, there's something great about it, man. I can't explain it. You go there and then you just get sucked in. And I told them, I was like, oh, really? They're like, yeah, I'm not even a fan of wrestling, but I went. And because you're at a bingo hall or a VFW post or wherever, you just go, fuck, this is amazing. This is the cheapest beer I'll ever have and the most fun I'll ever have as a result of it. So I implore you guys, even if you're not a fan, go see one of these because you are supporting the arts, number one. Number two like, fuck, dude, it's just so funny. Like, watching these kids boo and yell while they're in the seats. One of the guys brought the guy out of the ring, and they had, like, a, a weight set over on the side. 
body slams this dude to the floor and proceeded to put 180 pounds and bench press it for a stack of 10. Only, Kevin, to get kicked in the face. Oh, this is not cool, Jim. It's not. It's not. It was really rude. I'm doing a set and I'm getting creative. I just don't need it. So when I tell you this, and I tell you this as a friend, and I say, that's a good bit. That dude just got kicked in the face from (laughs) doing a set of (laughs) set of fucking bench work. This is great. So a lots of fun was had by all. And the MMA fights were actually really great. We were in and out very quickly. Um, I told this to my sister. There was no stress. True promotions treated us very nicely. There are some times when you go photograph. I won't name names at certain organizations, big and small, where you say, hey, where can I stand to shoot? And they say, wherever you want. And then someone, maybe a commission person, maybe a media person, maybe a person who runs the thing will come up to you and go, you can't be here. And you go, I didn't put myself here. Where am I supposed to be? When I went up to the true promotions promoters, I said, just tell me where we can be. They said, oh, you can shoot anywhere. And I go, mm, I've heard that before. So if it doesn't work, I'm going to come find you. And they go, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Kevin, I wasn't bothered all night. Because of that low stress all day, even though it was 10 and a half hours, my sister and I looked at each other and we're like, I'm not even tired. This was easy. Fuck yeah. So we had a blast. So on behalf of us here at Verbal Tap and the Grappling Hour, our thanks to Jim Crashers, True Promotions, and I think it's the Orange County something wrestling. There's a C in there. I don't remember what it is. Anyway, they're great. Love them. Well, this is great because I always get upset when you don't have a lovely time. And this is the opposite of that. (laughs) So I'm getting elated about your elation and jubilee. I'm happy you're elated because also the people who we don't spend a lot of time talking about, hint, when I do coverage... Are not always the best of experiences, but Kevin and I sure have a discussion about it off air. And this was not one of those times. This was me being like, no, legit. It was really fun. And if I'm going to have to miss a fucking standing guillotine or a standing head and arm Uh, triangle. Standing choke of the podcast. It was like she signed it. Dear verbal tap. (laughs) The Andraged. Get the The out of the way. I also feel like much of the By same the way, way, I would get the fuck out of the way, just to be clear. <laughs> it if feels much like, in the same uh, way. If got dries his pits and she's coming your way, it's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Raph, you're up. Sorry, no, 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 I'm not here. Raph is uh, unavailable right now. Please call back later. I would tell you, I think every time we say her name now, we do have to say it like a perfume. So you do have to say like, Andrage. Andrast. Were you talking about Jessica Andrast? Weak in the knees. Just a ton of puns about <laughs> choking someone out. So, yeah, that was um, that was our weekend. You sent me something before we started, and I feel like we have to address this in some way, and I don't know that we're even the right people to do it, but I'm maybe if we just read we it. I'm positive we aren't, but oh, ABC <laughs> and ESPN have an article up currently, Okay, and I'll just read the headline. And get past. I'm going to read the headline. Okay. UFC announces tourney to find new Asian talent. Wait. 
do we not have old Asian talent? New Asian talent, which, okay, to their credit, the tournament is using a lot of countries that you would describe as in Asia. But what the fuck is with this headline? Who's doing the MMA's press department? (laughs) It's bizarre. So my questions are as such. How would you feel, Kevin, if you saw my face and it says UFC tourney to find some brown talent? I, I, uh, I don't uh, look. I'm I'm not going to write the article. I'm not going to send. Okay. I'm not going to send okay. ESPN, but I will judge it like I judged this one, which was least effective way to convey that message. So it's written by Brett Akamoto too. I I so I don't know. Sometimes they don't choose the headlines, and his maybe is a little bit softer. Maybe it's just because it was so short on the description that comes up on. Uh, the way you send it to me, but it says UFC announces eight man tournament you, across but the four the men's weight classes. Most offensive thing about this to find new Asian talent. Well, what's the first? It's on Fight Pass. Okay, and that is upsetting because <laughs> I want to watch this. Right? They are. <laughs> there's a ton of different fight companies out there, and I'm I'm going to reference back to one. I guess why I'm insulted is also a little UFC history here, which is like Pride came out of. What are you talking about? You're talking about the culture that really helped market a lot of this and invent mm. it as a public spectacle and has been enjoying it in deep, rich, multiple fashions. Maybe say UFC going back to its roots, exploring okay. tournaments in Asia, specifically mm. inviting combatants from Japan, Korea, Philippines, Thailand, Indonesia, India. Love it. They talk about the UFC Academy. I'm down. This article is fine. This article is not a problem. Mm-hmm. The headline sucks. It being on Fight Pass sucks more. Do we still have Fight Pass? We we do. Yeah, the, the Verbal Tap oh, company God. itself it's, does have one. It's in June, and it's <laughs> two days, and how fuck how fucking badass does this sound? Mm. They're just inviting a, a ton of fighters from places where all they do is practice fighting. Honestly, the more you're talking about it, Kevin, the more I realize... What a PR disaster the Mortal Kombat tournament might exactly. have faced. Exactly. What is the name? Where's the name? <laughs> what are they calling it? Why isn't there a commercial? Why am I finding out about this about an article? Why have I not been seeing this? Why and is this it is not like we're getting it settled right before UFC 275? We got a tournament. There's no reason to be like, we're just trying to bring in new Asian talent. Like, mm-hmm. Fuck off. Do it because it's awesome. And it is. That's my problem. <laughs> what I saw is the headline. I was like, I'm reading about what I think is great. So we should also address the fact that it's a two-day initiative. So it starts June 9th, June 10th, and it takes place at the Singapore Indoor Stadium. The UFC is hosting a pay-per-view event, UFC 275, on June 11th at the same venue. So really – the June 11th UFC pay-per-view is its own beast. Mm-hmm. And then you can also watch. Now, this is weird. Did you see this part? Additional details, including future event sites, will be released at a later date. Admission is free for the live events. So are they talking like the weigh-ins and all that sort of stuff? Because to me, it makes it sound like, wait, are you guys charging for anybody to see these fights? I uh, hope they are That aren't. they're doing for the kids? I hope they're like, nope, free. 
everybody come. We just want to pack the house <laughs> and watch some people fight. But I don't know where they're. I mean, it's noticeably vague, right? Yeah. They're talking about having it in the Singapore Indoor Stadium. I don't exactly. I'm not going to pretend to know what the rules are. Yeah. COVID gathering wise in other countries. Or what they will be in a few months. So that part, I imagine they're just like hoping it's not. a. I mean, <laughs> I can't imagine it will be. I don't know. Well, it is a vague article. It is not a vague specific. Article. It's a, it genuinely. <laughs> I was trying to be as I read the whole thing before I sent it to you. I was like, mm. what is this article? And I sent it to you to help me <laughs> process as well as be like, why is it headline like this? UFC hosting tournament. It's also in well, Singapore. Gonna be badass. Tell your friends. Here's where the talent's being invited from. It just it has that like air of well, we're tr- we've realized we're missing some markets, and mm-hmm. I don't think that's what happened here. So I don't know why he is, but anyway, love, love, love the idea of tournaments. I want more of this. Why? And it's been so long. Ass? They've famously said in post pressers. I don't really think tournaments are our thing right now. And I'm like, well, lo and behold, did ESPN, talent, why the fuck not? Did they pass because of the headline? Like they posted it. Why, why don't they want this? I'm so confused. I don't understand what's fight pass worthy and what's UFC <laughs> on ESPN plus worthy. But you know what? It does seem like a pretty late in the game. This attempt. one's on CNN plus. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> it does seem like a late in the game attempt to try and woo us back to fight pass because i think most people are thinking to themselves what am i paying for with fight pass now you and i were grappling enthusiasts so we're kind of stuck with polaris and the other one ebi says to make sure i don't send a company memo why the do we still have fight pass after the show there's no way i'll remember dude kevin ran it it in one of his apps that's like you can cancel (laughs) this did you know that you don't really i got true bill fuckers (laughs) (laughs) it'd be the saddest thing that's why you don't see them using that app at all in commercials for the ufc they're like ooh. you know we have 47 streaming services what is grappleass.com? Who wants to tell me? So, having said that, um, yeah, I'm happy that they get a tournament. I'm happy we get to see some new talent. That'll be good. I don't love the fact that I have to remember how to log into my ESPN or my <laughs> Fight Pass to get into this one, but sure. Hopefully so, it remembers uh, our passwords. Dear God, it's yeah. always a struggle when you and I are like, it's a sad few. We send a few Facebook messages a year. They're like, hey, man, uh, what was that one? Yeah. And then we all have to go back to the records. I have to really search through the records sometimes because I go, wait, this one has this. I just use my face to get it. And then it's also like sometimes we have to change it every once in a while because certain websites go, you've had this for two years. And I go, "Mm mm-hmm. And it hasn't been hacked once, Flo, because no one gives a so maybe we're good. Yeah, I. You know what the saddest part is? I don't think hackers are going to spend much time trying to hack They're into. They're coming for my PayPal. <laughs> they don't care about you. How's that feel? <laughs> they're literally looking at most grapplers and their medium income, and they're like, mm, not, "Not worth not it. Not our market. Yeah, no. like golf ads. <laughs> like no. this was, we don't <laughs> have many BMX, BMW commercials." <laughs> well, I think 
that's the majority of the notes. I should you say, go. Kevin, you gotta go I, do have, I do have to go here in a second, but I should say to you before I start to pack it up, uh, the ultimate grappler is what we're going to call it, even though it's called what's next or who's next or whatever the fuck they're trying to call it. Uh, the flow grappling thing that happens in about two weeks. Oh. So, you know, we'll watch with some vested interest, though. I want to say this before. It goes out in the ether. They call this one Jiu-Jitsu's first reality show. Not necessarily true. If you guys go watch the Shugio Invitational, a lot of what you'll see here is going to be similar because the Shugio was all submission only, no time limit that they would edit down to a package. So I think it's better to give some due. And I'm not even the world's best historian on this. I know that there have been some other reality shows and stuff like that. This might be the one that they've spent the most money on or that looks clean because Shugio really made a big bang for its buck on how they shot it. It was just independently produced. Now you have the flow grappling wheelhouse, which has approximately at least 21 million in investors money between all the flow entities that I'm pretty sure that they made the case. Hey, can we borrow like two cameras and go shoot this? So they definitely put a lot of time into it. I want to make sure that we watch it. We will support it. But it is important that we note that Shugio uh, was very, very influential in uh, kind of setting this up. Because I definitely watched that Shugio uh, Invitational. And I hope they do a second season. Last I talked with uh, the guys behind it, they were supposed to. Of course, we all faced a pandemic. So it is harder to do, period. So we'll see. But I will tell you, Kevin, given the talent that I know is involved, a lot of friends of the show, um, I'm I'm excited to see what they, they present to us because um, as much as we like to give shit to everybody, we do root for grappling, even if it's on flow grappling. Why not? But uh, we want to caution people that if you've seen the way that we do these shows, there will be some jokes involved. So get off your high horse. Just know we're going to have fun with it. Or have some on fun your it. high horse. Uh-oh. Wink. Hey. hey. <laughs> That's why they pay me the big bucks. The lawyers just look to me again. Right? Legal's <laughs> not. They won't make eye contact. There is... A lot to be looking forward to, and every one of you needs to head over to Grappling Hour. You probably already have. And if you came over here from Grappling Hour, welcome. Go back. It's time for Grappling Plus, the premier grappling show. There is no one else doing what Raph is doing at Grappling Hour. Go check it out. That'll do it for us tonight. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night. And good night. you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is